0: This is day 110 of our daily Bible reading. We'll be completing Psalms chapters 68 through 72. Lord, Heavenly Father, may you be our judge and our defender. For there is so much evil around us. There are so many people out to get us. So many people plotting evil in your sight, Lord. That we And they're not even after us. They hate you. And you told us that when you walked the earth, Lord, that do not be afraid of the people who hate us, because they hate you, and they're taking it out on us. But Lord, that you have already overcome the world. You've already conquered everything, and you are already king over all creation. You just have not yet acted, Lord, because it's not the right time. Because as you've said, that we don't count we should not count you as slow, Lord. You are wanting more people to come to repentance. It is just not yet time. You want more people to be with you in your kingdom. Lord, help us be instruments to that end. To share the gospel so that you have the capacity to save people. But you have invited us into this high calling, Lord. To share the gospel of somebody and invite them to know who you are. Please help us have the boldness of the gospel in our lips and our actions. Please bless the reading of this word. In Jesus' name, amen. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. And let those who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, So let the wicked perish before God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them exult before God. Yes, let them rejoice with gladness. Sing to God. Sing praises to His name. Lift up a song for Him who rides through the deserts. Whose name is the Lord, and exult before Him. A father of the fatherless, and a judge for the widows is God in his holy habitation. God makes a home for the lonely. He leads out the prisoners into prosperity. Only the rebellious dwell in a parched land. O God, when you went forth before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, the earth quaked, the heavens also dropped rain at the presence of God. Sinai itself quaked at the presence of God, the God of Israel. You shed abroad a plentiful rain, O God. You confirmed your inheritance when it was parched. Your creatures settled in it. You provided in your goodness for the poor, O God. The Lord gives the command. The women who proclaim the good tidings are a great host. Kings of armies flee. They flee, and she who remains at home will divide the spoil. When you lie down among the sheepfolds, you are like the wings of a dove covered with silver, and its pinions with glistening gold. When the Almighty scattered the kings there, it was snowing in Zalman. A mountain of God is the mountain of Bashan. A mountain of many peaks is the mountain of Bashan. Why do you look with envy, O mountains with many peaks, at the mountain which God has desired for his abode? Surely the Lord will dwell there forever. The chariots of God are myriads, thousands upon thousands. The Lord is among them, as at Sinai, in holiness. You have ascended on high. You have led captive your captives. You have received gifts among men even among the rebellious also, that the Lord God may dwell there. Blessed be the Lord, who daily bears our burden, the God who is our salvation. Selah God is to us a God of deliverances, and to God the Lord belong escapes from death. Surely God will shatter the head of his enemies. THE HAIRY CROWN OF HIM WHO GOES ON IN HIS GUILTY DEEDS. THE LORD SAID, I WILL BRING THEM BACK FROM BASHAN. I WILL BRING THEM BACK FROM THE DEPTHS OF THE SEA, THAT YOUR FOOT MAY SHATTER THEM IN BLOOD. THE TONGUE OF YOUR DOGS MAY HAVE ITS PORTION FROM YOUR ENEMIES. THEY HAVE SEEN YOUR PROCESSION, O GOD, THE PROCESSION OF MY GOD, MY KING, INTO THE SANCTUARY. The singers went on, the musicians after them, in the midst of the maidens beating tambourines. Bless God and the congregations, even the Lord, you who are of the fountain of Israel. There is Benjamin, the youngest, ruling them, the princes of Judah in their throng, the princes of Zebulun, the princes of Naphtali. Your God has commanded your strength. Show yourself strong, O God, who have acted on our behalf. Because of your temple at Jerusalem, kings will bring gifts to you. Rebuke the beasts in the reeds, the herd of bulls with the calves of the peoples, trampling underfoot the pieces of silver. He has scattered the peoples who delight in war. Envoys will come out of Egypt. Ethiopia will quickly stretch out her hands to God. Sing to God, O kingdoms of the earth, sing praises to the Lord. Salah. To him who rides upon the highest heavens, which are from ancient times, behold, he speaks forth with his voice, a mighty voice. Ascribe strength to God. His majesty is over Israel and his strength is in the skies. O God, you are awesome from your sanctuary. The God of Israel himself gives strength and power to the people. Blessed be God. Save me, O God, for the waters have threatened my life. I have sunk in deep mire, and there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters, and a flood overflows me. I am weary with my crying, my throat is parched, my eyes fail while I wait for my God. Those who hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. Those who would destroy me are powerful, being wrongfully my enemies. What I did not steal, I then have to restore. O God, it is you who knows my folly, and my wrongs are not hidden from you. May those who wait for you not be ashamed through me, O Lord God of hosts. May those who seek you not be dishonored through me, O God of Israel. Because for your sake I have borne reproach. Dishonor has covered my face. I have become estranged from my brothers and an alien to my mother's sons. For zeal for your house has consumed me, and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. When I wept in my soul with fasting, it became my reproach. When I made sackcloth my clothing, I became a byword to them. Those who sit in the gate talk about me, and I am the song of the drunkards. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, at an acceptable time. O God, in the greatness of your loving kindness, answer me with your saving truth. Deliver me from the mire, and do not let me sink. May I be delivered from my foes and from the deep waters. May the flood of water not overflow me, nor the deep swallow me up, nor the pit shut its mouth on me. Answer me, O Lord, for your lovingkindness is good. According to the greatness of your compassion, turn to me. And do not hide your face from your servant, for I am in distress. Answer me quickly. O oh, draw near to my soul and redeem it. Ransom me because of my enemies. You know my reproach and my shame and my dishonor. All my adversaries are before you. REPROACH HAS BROKEN MY HEART, AND I AM SO SICK, AND I LOOKED FOR SYMPATHY, BUT THERE WAS NONE, AND FOR COMFORTERS, BUT I FOUND NONE. THEY ALSO GAVE ME GALL FOR MY FOOD, AND FOR MY THIRST THEY GAVE ME VINEGAR TO DRINK. MAY THEIR TABLE BEFORE THEM BECOME A SNARE, AND WHEN THEY ARE IN PEACE, MAY IT BECOME A TRAP. May their eyes grow dim so that they cannot see, and make their loins shake continually. Pour out your indignation on them, and may your burning anger overtake them. May their camp be desolate, may none dwell in their tents. For they have persecuted him whom you yourself have smitten, and they tell of the pain of those whom you have wounded. Add iniquity to their iniquity, and may they not come into your righteousness. May they be blotted out of the book of life, and may they not be recorded with the righteous. But I am afflicted and in pain. May your salvation, O God, set me securely on high. I will praise the name of God with song and magnify him with thanksgiving. And it will please the Lord better than an ox, or a young bull with horns and hoofs. The humble have seen it and are glad. You who seek God, let your heart revive. For the Lord hears the needy, and does not despise his who are prisoners. Let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moves in them. For God will save Zion, and build the cities of Judah, that they may dwell there and possess it. The descendants of his servants will inherit it, and those who love his name will dwell in it. O God, hasten to deliver me. O Lord, hasten to my help. Let those be ashamed and humiliated who seek my life. Let those be turned back and dishonored who delight in my hurt. Let those be turned back because of their shame who say, Aha! Aha! Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. And let those who love your salvation say continually, Let God be magnified. But I am afflicted and needy. Hasten to me, O God, You are my help and my deliverer. O Lord, do not delay. In you, O Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be ashamed. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of habitation to which I may continually come. You have given commandment to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the grasp of the wrongdoer and ruthless man. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my confidence from my youth. By you I have been sustained from my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. I have become a marvel to many, for you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all day long. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. For my enemies have spoken against me, and those who watch for my life have consulted together, saying, God has forsaken him. Pursue and seize him, for there is no one to deliver. O God, do not be far from me. O my God, hasten to my help. Let those who are adversaries of my soul be ashamed and consumed. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor who seek to injure me. But as for me, I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and of your salvation all day long, for I do not know the sum of them. I will come with the mighty deeds of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness, yours alone. O God, you have taught me from my youth, and I still declare your wondrous deeds. And even when I am old and gray, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to all who are to come. For your righteousness, O God, reaches to the heavens, you who have done great things. O God, who is like you? You who have shown me many troubles and distresses will revive me again and will bring me up again from the depths of the earth. May you increase my greatness and turn to comfort me. I will also praise you with a harp, even your truth, O God. To you I will sing praises with the lyre. O holy one of Israel, my lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you, and my soul which you have redeemed. My tongue also will utter your righteousness all day long, for they are ashamed, for they are humiliated who seek my hurt. Give the king your judgments, O God, and your righteousness to the king's son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your afflicted with justice. Let the mountains bring peace to the people and the hills in righteousness. May he vindicate the afflicted of the people, save the children of the needy, and crush the oppressor. Let them fear you while the sun endures, and as long as the moon, throughout all generations. May he come down like rain upon the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In his days may the righteous flourish, and abundance of peace till the moon is no more. May he also rule from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. Let the nomads of the desert bow before him, and his enemies lick the dust. Let the kings of Tarshish and of the islands bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba offer gifts. And let all kings bow down before him. All nations serve him. For he will deliver the needy when he cries for help, the afflicted also, and him who has no helper. He will have compassion on the poor and needy, and the lives of the needy he will save. He will rescue their life from oppression and violence, and their blood will be precious in his sight. So may he live. And may the gold of Sheba be given to him, and let them pray for him continually, let them bless him all day long. May there be abundance of grain in the earth on top of the mountains, its fruit will wave like the cedars of Lebanon. And may those from the city flourish like vegetation of the earth, may his name endure forever, may his name increase as long as the sun shines. And let men bless themselves by him. Let all nations call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone works wonders. And blessed be his glorious name forever. And may the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. The prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. I found these psalms to be especially beautiful today. So let's go through them briefly, see what we can get out of here. Now, Psalm chapter 68 is one that possibly was written during the time when David is bringing the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem from the house of Obed-Edom, if we recall that story in 2 Samuel. So we don't know this for sure, but it seems like it because of what is being said here. So we see, first off, that he is calling for the wicked to flee, for the wicked to perish. Just like it says, as wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish before God. We certainly know that God is a righteous judge, and justice will be served. It's not always in our timing, but we understand that God will do it, and we have to trust him in that. And then he calls for his people to lift up a song to him and exult over him, that idea of just rejoicing over him, praising him. We don't usually use the word exult today, but it is that. Idea of just intense praise and devotion to the Lord. There have been times where God has shown his power and his gentleness at the same time. Because, like it says, that he helps make the home for needy people as well as leading prisoners into prosperity. But then you see at Mount Sinai, that Mount Sinai quaked at his presence. And we see that the Lord is just so wondrous in his presence. And no one can stand before him and remain intact after that. We're not there yet, but imagine like what some of his prophets said. They looked upon God and said, Alas, Lord, I am undone. I am being torn apart because I recognize how much I fall short of you. And if we understand that about ourselves in light of God's wonder and his majesty that we see throughout Psalm 68, what else should we do but to submit to him and to rejoice in who he is? And we know that God will act on our behalf because he defends his people. He defends those who are righteous and seeking after him. So we should never worry about anything. That's why we were called to do so. Don't be anxious for anything, but through everything, through prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Because we know that God will give us the peace beyond all understanding, and he will act. We have to trust him in this. It's not always in our timing, because we see through some of these things Like in Psalm 69, we're going into right here. He's saying, save me, O God. They're threatening my life. I've come into deep waters and the flood is overflowing me. I'm overwhelmed by the amassing forces against me. I'm weary with my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes fail while I wait for my God. God will, at times, allow us to suffer. But not for no reason. We have to understand that. He doesn't just delight in our suffering, nor is he not aware of it. But usually these things happen in order to help us to recognize who he is or to teach us something, but there's always a purpose in it. It has a purpose, and we should never forget that. It's hard to feel that way sometimes in the middle of it, right? But that is the reality of it. Because we can say, like in verse 5, O God, it is you who knows my folly, and my wrongs are not hidden from you. I know that I'm a messed up person too. I recognize my own shortcomings. I confess them to you, Lord. And through this understanding of who I am and who you are, deliver me, Lord. Then we can be, in verse 6, May those who wait for you not be ashamed. Through me, O Lord God of hosts, may those who seek you not be dishonored through me. And this is where it stops appearing to be David at this point. Because when you start seeing the rest of the chapter here, beginning of verse 7, we see almost a different person here being talked about. Because for your sake I have borne reproach. Dishonor has covered my face. I have become estranged from my brothers and an alien to my mother's sons. For zeal for your house has consumed me. And the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. And you go on and on and on. This is now sounding like Jesus. Because this particular verse, verse 9, was fulfilled by Jesus Christ. And it was mentioned as such in Matthew. When he went to the temple... And he drove out all the money changers and the people selling pigeons and all that. He just flipped over tables and got a cord of ropes and made a whip out of it and was just whipping people out of there. That And it said, and Matthew made a note of that, that he fulfilled the prophecy of this. For zeal for your house has consumed me. So... If we look at it from here on out as being Jesus himself, you can see how he fulfills all of this. Dishonor has covered his face. He has become estranged from his brothers. So first off, we see that for because for your sake I have borne reproach, dishonor has covered my face. Think about when he was on the cross, how much he suffered and endured, and he was brought to shame and dishonor because of the people then. He was estranged from his brothers, an alien to his mother's sons. He had biological half-brothers. They say mother, obviously, and, but Jesus' father was God himself. But the sons of Joseph, we show that during the time he was getting crucified, they weren't even there. They didn't recognize him as being the savior of mankind until after he resurrected then you start seeing James and Jude and his other brothers doing something. So you see this fulfillment of prophecy as well. And Then we see him go into the temple and drive out the money changers. We can recognize the times in Jesus' life where he went off by himself to pray. He went to the garden and prayed deeply, for he was in such sorrow. And then we see in verse 13, we see... Almost like this is the time that Jesus was called to fulfill the final act. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, at an acceptable time. O God, in the greatness of your loving kindness, answer me with your saving truth. And that's where I can imagine John chapter 17 coming into play. And then he prays, Lord, let this cup pass from me, right? Verse 14, deliver me from the mire, do not let me sink. May I be delivered from my foes and from the deep waters. You see a lot of this starting to line up perfectly with the, the life of Jesus, not necessarily David himself, which David's dealing with his own stuff at the same time he's writing this, but you can totally see that God is writing through him about his future descendant. I can imagine Jesus saying this in verses 16 and 17 while he's upon the cross. Answer me, O Lord, for your loving kindness is good. According to the greatness of your compassion, turn to me. It's almost as if he's saying that when he cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Do not hide your face from your servant, for I am in distress. Answer me quickly. Oh, draw near to my soul and redeem it. Ransom me because of my enemies. And Jesus surrenders his spirit for the world at that point. And then we also see here as well, verse 20, reproach has broken my heart, and I am so sick. And I looked for sympathy, but there was none. Nobody helped him. As for comforters, I found none. They also gave me gall for my food, and for my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. They literally did that. They tried to give him that sponge with the drugged wine and the vinegar, and he refused it. And so you see all these different things coming into play. Not only that, but you also see the mention in verse 28 of the book of life, which we're going to see later on that there's more talk about that in the end times. And then this is where we all need to be in verses 30 through 32. I will praise the name of God with song and magnify him with thanksgiving, and it will please the Lord better than an ox. Or a young bull with horns and hooves. As if to say, again, like he said in chapter 51, you don't want sacrifices, Lord. You want a broken and contrite heart. You want somebody whose heart is constantly yours. You don't delight in burnt offerings. You delight in what it does into somebody's heart. The humble have seen it and are glad. You who seek God, let your heart revive. For the Lord hears the needy and does not despise his who are prisoners. That is where we need to go. We need to magnify the Lord. What does it mean to magnify him? When you use a magnifying glass, you're making something bigger, right? It's the same thing with God. He wants us to make Him bigger in our lives, as well as in the people around us. We make Him bigger by talking about Him, by exalting Him, by speaking well of Him, as well as conducting ourselves well. That is what it means to magnify Him, and that's what He's called us to do. May we do that every day. Psalm chapter 70 is a psalm of David, which is more of a memorial. It's an urgent prayer for help. And you see that he's in something very desperate. And he prays for deliverance because he has confidence in the Lord. Like he says in verse 5, But I am afflicted and needy. Hasten to me, O God, because you are my help and my deliverer. O Lord, do not delay. He's just begging him. He's not commanding him. Do not delay. Come here now. He's petitioning to the king, of kings. Chapter 71 is another psalm of David's, which seemed to be in the later years of his life. Because it says here, like in verse 9, do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. We're not really sure, but it seems like more near the end of his life. And it's more of a prayer of um, not only deliverance, showing how confident he is in God's ability to take care of him, because he's looking back in his life at all the times that God has been there, and there are countless times. So in his old age, he is reminiscing at all the wonderful things that God has done. Just like he says in verse 14, But as for me, I will hope continually, and will praise you yet more and more, My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and of your salvation all day long, for I do not know the sum of them. I do not know, I cannot possibly count all the wondrous things you've done in my life that I have either taken for granted or not even be made aware of. Lord, may you be magnified. That's why he goes into verse 16. I will come with the mighty deeds of the Lord God. He's talking about that with people. I will make mention of your righteousness, yours alone. Let the Lord be magnified. Let that be the theme for what we read today and that we take with us today. Let the Lord be magnified, first of all, in you, and then you magnify it in your life through your actions and through your words. And hopefully, By recognizing who God is, we can be like David in verse 19. For your righteousness, O God, reaches to the heavens. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you. There is no God like you. There is no God besides you, but there's also no God that people have invented that are like him. Praise be to God. Now, Psalm 72 is an interesting one because this is considered a royal psalm of Solomon. And this one also seems to be, no, it, it, at a glance, you would read it, and it's like, okay, well, he's making a prayer for his descendants, for his son and for his grandson and all the line of kings after him. But ultimately, if you read it, you'll see that in the ultimate end, And ultimate fulfillment of everything that is written here is in Jesus Christ. Because it's going to talk about his dominion, for example. Verse 5. Let them fear you while the sun endures, and as long as the moon throughout all generations. Obviously, the line of David is not going to last forever in a human sense. Then we see his actual rule in verse 8. May he also rule from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth? Israel is going to rule at the end of the earth? That doesn't sound right unless we're not talking about the king of Judah or the king of Israel. We're talking about the king of kings, lord of lords. Then that makes a lot of sense. Let the nomads of the desert bow before him, his enemies lick the dust when we start seeing all these people recognize his kingship, this is definitely Jesus Christ that's being mentioned here, being fulfilled by his coming to earth, the incarnation. Verses 18 and 19 to end it for today. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone works wonders. And blessed be his glorious name forever. And his name will be made glorious through Jesus Christ. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. It already has been. But this world just hasn't recognized it yet. But it one day will. So now we have completed what is in the Psalms to be book two of the Psalms. Which are the bulk of David's Psalms. There are still more from David later, but most of the ones have already happened now. So in the coming days, we'll see some psalms from other people, mostly Asaph at the beginning, the singer of David's time. And he has some very beautiful things to say about the Lord too. But for now, that's all I have for today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ryan, and we'll see you next time. Take care, and God bless you.